This is Being Awesome with Rob Springer. <laughs> this is Being Awesome, a podcast about loving Transformers and having fun. I'm Rob, and I should stop playing with my Voltron right now. Speaking of Voltron, actually, speaking of Voltron's network, uh, the new Castlevania cartoon just started up on Netflix. I think it was on um, Friday when it, yeah, Friday when it was debuted, unveiled, they clicked whatever it is to let you play it, well, however you work it. And I've been waiting for this for a while. I've always been a fan of the Castlevania video games and having a new cartoon. I just bumped the mic. Oh, just just think of my shoulder like a laser bouncing off the microphone. <laughs> um, I've always been a fan of the Castlevania video games, so I was excited. Uh, excited for it when the news hit that it was happening, and here it finally it's finally here. And the, the season's all of four episodes, so it took like. Not even two hours to watch it. Um, actually, it took me two days because I watched half of it, went to bed, and watched the other half this morning. But it was really good. It's a, it's based more on a Castlevania Three: Dracula's Curse, which is a pretty good starting point for an animated show. Being that, from that that that, that story, the plot of that game is. You know where Alucard comes into play and stuff like that. You know prior to Sympathy of the Night, so it's a it's a good starting point for it all. I do believe um, it was a good show. A little slow pace, so if slow burns aren't your thing. You may not enjoy it so much, but it's not a boring slow burn. It's just a really kind of dramatic, a little just really kind of dramatic in its approach to setting a stage. You know, and really violent. I was pretty happy with it. I'm looking forward to the next episodes to come, I guess. And the next season will be two and a half and come out five years later. I'm kidding. Um, I guess they'll be here when they be here. The world won't stop turning until then, so I'll be pleasantly surprised when there's new episodes available. You know, it's funny. Like Voltron on Netflix started a year ago, and season three will be starting up here in another month or so, I think. I think it's, the new season starts in fall <laughs> maybe winter so wow and those are longer seasons i wonder why they can churn that out so fast while the uh, castlevania ones being so slow but i guess it depends on production houses and everything you know the intro to castlevania the intro sequence is really nice looking it's a good show really really good show speaking of things i really like and this is more going into the having fun aspect of the show as Castlevania was. Everyone knows I'm looking forward to the new Pacific Rim movie. Really hardcore. And got got, got some more looks at the uh, Jaegers for Pacific Rim Uprising. Then, you know, the new sequel. And they look great. The Tokyo... Excuse me. Japan Expo 2017, I guess, was last week or whatever. And I'm not sure exactly what this show is. I don't know if it's a toy show or what have you, but they they unveiled some of the new Solo Chijokin, I can't say that word, Solo Chijokin toys there, and uh, new Jaegers from the new um, Pacific Rim 
were on display, and they had a Gypsy Avenger, who's the new version of Gypsy Danger, and he's it's a much more up-to-date looking version of the design, while the original one was like a, a steam-powered tank-looking robot. This is much more high-tech, and it's it, basically it's Gypsy Danger 2.0, and looking at him, you know who it is, you know. But it looks really good. There's also Saber Athena, who, um, about the same, same type of sleek, high-tech looking bot that Gypsy Avenger is. And it looks a lot like Acroyer. If, uh, I always want to say Acroyer by habit as an American, but it's actually Acroyer from Micronauts or Microman. It looks like one of those quite a bit. I actually like, um, I haven't at all read the IDW Micronauts books, but the, uh, Early 2000s, I think it was Devil's Do who did a, uh, didn't last very long because it wasn't, wasn't, wasn't so great. Micronauts comic. Um, it might have been good. I just kind of burned out fast. It, it seemed to be, after four issues of setup, I was like, okay, I'm done. I am done. <laughs> but um, they had some novels from Micronauts too about that time. I really like those. Those are good. Anyway, sorry, rambled. It looks a lot like how uh, Croyer looked in those comics. Or maybe even like the old Marvel ones. It's it's just funny though, because a Croyer is uh, an individual character in Micronauts, while a Microman is like tons of evil Croyers. So that's funny. But he does the he she with that name Saber Athena. I can't help but think it's a female, even though Jaegers don't have genders. They're like piloted mech suits essentially. But with the name uh, Saber Athena, it makes you think uh, Athena. You know from I guess that's Greek mythology. I always think Athena from the old S and K games that were really good. It was Athena and then Psycho Soldier, and I think, I think Athena popped up in some fighting games too. But I always think of that. So with a name like Saber, I'm hoping there's some swords in play here. And the other one they showed off was Bracer Phoenix, who's the um, big bulk. If you want to put analogs to it, of course, Brace, uh, excuse me, Gypsy Avenger is the new version of Gypsy Danger. Uh, Saber Athena kind of looks like Striker Eureka. I mean, it's a different design, but you could kind of fit it in that place of, you know, really quick, you know, fast looking. I, I don't want to say sleek too much, but I can't help but to say it because they're much more sleek designs. But Saber Athena could pretty much stand in for a Striker Eureka, while Bracer Phoenix could stand in for Cherno Alpha, being the, uh, the big bruiser. In fact, almost... <clears throat> Almost could be compared to Hulkbuster or Baymax, that kind of look. Just sort of a big, bulking shape. It's very similar to, yeah, it's like if Baymax and Hulkbuster were combined, kind of, you know, that kind of look. Doesn't look too bad. I'm really looking forward to it. It's kind of, I think I'm still a year away from this, and I'm probably going to go nuts when it comes out, because I just, that's just my jam right there. I can already, I can see on RFC this week, when uh, Don has to do the uh, This Week on RFC segment, if they remember to do me, uh, Don is going to make a poo-poo face when he has to say anything about uh, Pacific Rim. He, he doesn't like it. <laughs> but I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. You know, thinking... I'm, I'm, I'm a little out of step here after... Um, it's been two weeks since an episode of this. That little two-week break there was just what I needed, I guess. Not just the show, but... You know, I had a good uh, four-day weekend last weekend for the uh, the holiday... It's almost a five-day weekend for me, seeing that I don't go to work till the evening time. Man, it's I'm still a little out of step here. 
you know, feel like I'm flying through this, like I'm just rattling off things, because it takes a little bit to get into this. I was just kind of, I turned on my computer to sit here. I'd actually, uh, it's about, it's almost five o'clock. Wow. On Sunday afternoon, I meant to do this around two or three o'clock, but I got stuck watching videos on YouTube and then wife and I was going through the closet, pulling out stuff we wanted to give to Goodwill. You know, clothes that don't fit anymore. They're either drawn out, drawn up or drawn out or, you know, just getting through some older stuff and some that kind of gotten dingy over time. You know, I'll go do some shopping over the next few weeks for some more clothes, just kind of doing that and watch a few more videos on YouTube. I like Carpetbagger and I like to watch uh, Defunct Land, a lot of stuff on theme parks. I love watching theme park videos and stuff like that and those abandoned places videos are really cool so some of those guys like you can do it or whatever those are fun there's i really like carpetbacker though he goes a lot of those abandoned places i'll just lose all day and just using the playstation watch youtube on the tv and next thing i was like well i've been sitting here a week somehow i wonder why the battery thing was flashing on the controller <laughs> actually i need to charge that controller thinking about it that's not interesting <laughs> um it's almost redundant for me to talk about Transformers news here on the, this show, being that RFC proper, they pretty much just go through the news there. And by the time you've heard any of this, it's not news anymore. Not just RFC, but you've done seen it on like 50 sites and a million posts on social media or some thousand posts on Facebook groups, you know. And sometimes on Twitter, I guess it just depends on who you follow on Twitter. You you might see one guy start talking about it and it comes with those giant threads that someone will do where they just keep replying to their own thing and making it just get a blog. <laughs> I really just use Twitter to keep up with a handful of people who don't use Facebook, so I'm not too not too keen on it sometimes and sometimes I see some of these behaviors, I'm like, look, if you wanted to write fifty paragraphs, um just use a blogger or something. That <laughs> guy gets to me, but I don't really see a whole lot of news on Twitter. Maybe I'm just not following the right accounts or something. Or maybe I'm just scrolling. It only takes me a minute to go through it. A lot, a lot of marketing now. I think Twitter's... It's, it, there's always that that level of of nerds that will hang on to a medium before it go, they finally give it up. And I think Twitter's kind of floating around there. you got the people who really like it still. And you got the people who just kind of hold on to mediums for a little longer. Than they need to. I think that's kind of where it's at. And I could be totally wrong. I know there's a lot of people who really like Twitter, so I don't mean to poop on it. If you do, it's just I'm I'm at that place where I'm just like I <laughs> just literally a handful of people is the only thing I keep up with it for anymore. I just crapped on Twitter for a few minutes. I apologize. <laughs> that was stupid. <laughs> but you know, if I talk about news, it's kind of old. Now, now if I talk about something I've seen in the news and I think it's so awesome, I want to rant about it for a minute, then it's perfectly cool for uh, this show. And that's what I'm going to actually do right now. About Wednesday, Thursday, the uh, news broke of these. Well, it wasn't really news broke. I think for a week or so, there's been <laughs> images floating around and no one really knew anything about what they were for of the... Uh, the clones that the for from um, Titans Return, the throwbacks to the old clones from G One, that the releases that was going to be spread apart in these box sets. You know, we had one on Chaos and Velocitron, and one of the Decepticon clones is going to be in the. I forget the name of it, a new box set that 
sold out pre-orders in Big Bad Toy Store in like five minutes while people had to work. You know? <laughs> um, I think some more are going to be on Amazon here soon. Cause I remember seeing Big Bad Toy Store exclusive on it, but then seeing other places where it wasn't Big Bad Toy Store exclusive, so I don't know. But hopefully if it is Big Bad Toy exclusive, they'll open up some more orders, and now it's just a limited pre-order amount, because uh, a little too quick for a, <laughs> something like that. But those clones, and uh, assumably there's going to be two more box sets, but this kind of screams to me that they might have decided to hold off on those or whatever. Toy Fair's next week, so I guess we'll find out then. But two of the ones that aren't in these, the box sets that we know of, or the ones most of us already have, or the one that coming out soon, the other two are in a two-pack that's going to be exclusive to Walgreens. And that's totally rad for me, because I'd rather just go to Walgreens and buy a toy, you know? Like, there's one, there's a million Walgreens around me. I understand being unhappy with this if you uh, don't have Walgreens handy or you live in somewhere where there's not Walgreens. And I'm totally sure there'll be some sort of equivalent at other stores. You know, I could totally be wrong about it and they may just not be. But, you know, for those guys, hey, sorry, dude, maybe you can order it all online somewhere or find it at a con, which is what I got to do when it's something hard that I can't get, you know, like, in another country or whatever. So I, I sympathize. Sometimes you got to go to extra step if you want something. But we see people kind of griping about it in groups or whatever. Used to be back in back in the old forum days. I, I know some people still use forums, but I think most people have really moved away from that seemingly. Um, people, oh, I remember seeing people gripe about these ones that they couldn't get, and I sympathize. It's got to suck because I some of those like. Odd Japanese store exclusives are really hard for me to get, so I sympathize. And I'm totally happy that it'll be easy for me to get this one, because I can just... There's a million Walgreens around me, and they stock pretty well, and I have no problem getting Walgreens-exclusive things. I just gotta stay on it for when the ones in my area actually put the stuff out. And they're gonna... They're gonna probably be plentiful. There's one of, like, a block away from my work that... You know, I like to make my Friday nights at work somewhat special. Like, I'm I'm still in that mindset that it's Friday, yeah. Like, you know, you're a kid. It's like, yeah, I'm going to stay up all night, watch T... Well, when I was a kid, <laughs> stay up all night, watch TGIF, and then watch USA up all night and order a pizza or something and play Nintendo. And, you know, just, yeah, Friday was awesome. And even though I'm an adult, Friday's still awesome. Like, I always make a point to enjoy Friday night. Even if I'm broke, I will do some way to enjoy Friday night and make it special. And, um, being someone who works overnight, like I do, well, I'm at work Friday night. So what, a, <laughs> you know, what's the big deal? So what I'll do is I'll either go out to eat lunch instead of, I like to bring lunch. I don't like to run around. It's, it's kind of a pain in the neck, you know, especially at nighttime when you're, you're really limited on what's open. Say so I don't like doing all that running around, but I might go out and get lunch. Or what I really like to do is, uh, I call it soda night. I bring like a bunch of soda. <laughs> that's that's ridiculous. I bring a bunch of soda and like a monster. Because even though it's, I'll, I generally work like two or so more hours into Saturday morning just trying to stay ahead, you know, because I don't have to be up at work. You know, I don't have to, work. I can sleep in. So I'm not as worried about going home and getting some sleep as I am through the rest of the week. So I tend to do that, so I'll bring like a monster and then drink it like four o'clock in the morning, so I'm like turbocharged for those next couple of hours. You know, during the week I'm just drinking coffee. 
but those energy drinks are just full of sugar and caffeine and meth and crack and whatever else they put in there that rocket charges you for a little while. And if you don't drink them all the time, it really does. I used to drink them all the time and it got to where I didn't actually notice any effects. So I probably somehow lost a couple of years of my life there doing that. But what I was saying is I like to make Friday special. And that's kind of my bring a bunch of sodas. I usually drink bottled water all week. You know, at work, I have some of those little packets or whatever. But Friday, it's like drinking nothing but soda, mofo. Just soda, soda, soda. And that, that's, that's my way. But sometimes I might not bring them. I might have to go get something, you know. Or that Walgreens is a block away. Just right to run in and out in 20 minutes and get a, a couple of sodas, maybe a... a three musketeers bar or something and let me grab some blind bag figures and that's what happened with brainstorm uh when was that last winter last fall i think it was last fall when brainstorm you know is walgreens exclusive i, I just one friday night i ran up to walgreens to get me a uh, big old bottle of mountain dew you know those bottles they're like there's the regular sized bottle they got those slightly smaller ones now that cost a little less, but they got the regular size bottle of soda. And then they got those ones that's like a liter. And it's like 10 cents more than the regular size one. I remember I went to go get one of those to drink all night. and Like a bag of gummy bears or something, something, you know. And there he was. There's plenty of them. So I grabbed one. I was like, yeah, good night. And that's what I'm hoping to do with these, uh, the ones that are going to be Walgreens exclusive. I like Walgreens anyway, so give me an excuse to go in there and I'll agree to it before you're done talking to me. And especially coming up now in the seasonal, Walgreens really does like Halloween and Christmas and stuff really great. So I'm looking forward to spending a lot of time at Walgreens here in the coming months. It's it's the beginning of July now, so sometime around September, Walgreens is going to start doing up Halloween stuff and... I am excited. I would say I can't wait, but I'm trying not to say that anymore because I don't like rushing life through. I don't want to be like, oh man, I can't wait for this thing I'm going to do at the end of the year. What about the year up until then, you know? But uh, I think Robot Kingdom had the setup saying they're shipping toward the end of August. And that's Robot Kingdom. And I think they're somewhere around China or something like that. So they're probably getting them from the factories. So pursuing, going by their information, it's probably going to be about the same time of year. These things are going to be at Walgreens fall. So I'm hoping that Friday night or maybe Saturday with the wife, go in there and look at all the Halloween stuff. Oh, cool. Dude, dude, dude. dude. They got him. They got him. And grab him. You know, can't call my wife, dude. She gets angry. She'll be like, what? Don't call me dude. Sorry, dude. I'm supposed to be talking directly into the microphone right now, but I have the gain turned up so you can hear me. She can also hear my chair squeaking. What I'm I'm responsible for Kilby. Sometimes having a harder time breathing than others. I give I give Kilby heart palpitations with my recording techniques. Can you hear me? <laughs> but um That's generally how it, it's going to go. I'm looking forward to it. The other two clones like what is that dude's name? Fastlane? The one that's in Chaos and Velocitron? Chaos on Velocitron. I keep saying in Velocitron. And I think it's Pounce. Who's the one in the other box set? 
who I'll probably never get. <laughs> They're coming out in another exclusive set of their own, a two-pack of their own that from early reports are saying Amazon exclusive. So I'll probably end up getting that because this other box set, unless there's some more popping out on Amazon like I'm hearing or Big Bad Toy Store gets off the pot and puts more up or something. You know, that's probably the only way I'm going to get that one. I wish that was Walgreens too or like Target or something because I, I like going into a store and just grabbing a toy off a shelf. You know, I'm, I'm old fashioned. It's just, there's something about it, you know. There's something about that I've always just liked. It's funny uh, mentioning Walgreens. I never started going into Walgreens until Transformers had something to do with it. Um, do you guys, uh, I'm now playing with the little bolt that I screw onto my boom to hold onto my desk for this microphone boom, and I'm moving it back and forth. And I see it on the waveform picking up, so I'm going to get talking to from Kilby. He hits me. He says, you know, I'd be really, yeah. Rob, you know I'd be really awesome? My foot upside your head. He gets ratchet. You know, that's that's one thing I, I kind of wonder. They've, in the since about animated, have been making ratchet increasingly, that's the wrong word, increasingly grumpy and cranky, and they've really held on to that. What if he was just ratchet? Like, he's named after Nurse Ratchet from One Flew Over to Cuckoo's Nest. Because... Bob Budiansky originally planned for Ratchet to be a female. But what if Ratchet was just Ratchet? And people want to say, like, say Ratchet's ghetto, but that's not true. Ratchet's its own thing. You could be roughneck and you got a yacht, you know. You can be like, man, like, dude, just pop the bottle over the side of the boat and open it, dude. You know, you, you can be Ratchet if you're rich. But what if he was just like, he was just the ratchet doctor. Like it was time to fix Skyfire again because he just keeps. Skyfire's useless. You know, Skyfire's just useless. Like they're like, oh, good, Skyfire. Who got shot down again? Hey, Skyfire, we need you to fly us over to. Av you just get shot walking out from behind a wall. Skyfire is like the Autobots version of Kevin Nash, just gets hurt before anything actually happens. And you wonder why his name keeps coming up. Like, why are you so well-renowned? Yeah, yeah, Wolfpack, got it. Whatever. Too sweet. Yeah, okay, well, too sweet. Whatever. Skyfire. But, you know, Ratchet could be working on Skyfire, and just like, now you know you ain't no good. <laughs> you know, like, got those stupid... You need to get... We need them to call you Car Fire. Like, Ground Fire. Because you always on the ground on fire. That'd be great. But anyway, at, uh, I guess it was around 01, 02, something like that. Maybe late 2000. Well, let me, let me, let me scale back. Takara had did this line in Japan. I think it was around, I want to say late 99, they first started coming out, but they weren't really, really well known to about 2000. So maybe it wasn't until 2000 they started coming out. It's called, uh, S SFC. Super, I'm sorry, SCF, Super Collection Force. And there were blind box PVC figures. And they did uh, Microman ones. And they most famously did Transformers ones that were, there would be blind boxed figures that like the Transformers did in the old cartoons, you know. And at the time, this was, whoa, because this, this was at the end of Beast era. And, you know, car robots were out. But this was like 
for the most part, G1 figurines that look like they did on the cartoon. And they were affordable, and everyone went nuts over them. And they're so popular that Hasbro started importing them over here. And they called the line a Heroes of Cybertron. And they came on cards instead of blind boxes. And they come with a little trading card of the character. And they were generally only sold at like specialty stores. Like I know comics, I bought some at comic shops. And some people said they got them at Toys R Us. I don't recall getting them at Toys R Us or anything. And of course, some online retailers had them. But your main place to buy them was like drugstores and places like that. I know Roses had them. Uh, just kind of smaller store type places was what Hasbro was aiming at. You know, I think they call it Market 6 or something like that, meaning smaller stores, like your Walgreens or whatever, just product they make specifically for that. And if you go, like you go to Walgreens now, they mainly have what's on the shelves normally. But say you went back then, it would be more of this sort of little kitschy stuff, you know. And, you know, if you go into like a Family Dollar or something, you'll see those like Star Wars figures or whatever that are made just for these stores that are like, really basic action figures kind of nice actually you know and they actually did a range of marvel legends the three quarter three and a quarter figures that they made just for these that were more simplified versions of the superheroes figures and those are some of them were kind of like dumpster fires but some of them were really good i bought the spider-man it was like five bucks it's really good you, you see them at like big lots and five family dollars and stuff sometimes you do see them at five below but anyway that have, they put those out to be part of that. Conversely, my beloved legions were, they started out as that, as a smaller retail store line too. And they called them legends at the time. And they were like inexpensive versions of the characters from Cybertron. And of course, the more popular they got the, before you knew it, they were on Walmart shelves and Target shelves and right next to the main toys. But I digress. They started putting these out on cards called Heroes of Cybertron. And the first, and it was like, he's here are the retailers that are going to have them. And it was like Fred Meyer and stuff like that. And we don't have Meyers here in Georgia. Uh, we have Fred's, but not Fred Meyers. And you got to kind of find a Fred's where I'm at. They're kind of far and few between in the area I'm at. And, but Walgreens was at the top of the list. Like Walgreens is going to have these. And I remember... Like, right at that time, this was about 2002, Walgreens started popping up all over where I lived. And really, they're all over the place now. There's Walgreens practically everywhere. You know, like, if there's a Walmart or Target nearby, there's a Walgreens pretty close, you know, and there's tons of Walmarts and Targets. And um, they started popping up, and I kept being curious because I didn't know what Walgreens was, you know. I googled it up and found out, oh, it's just a pharmacy kind of small store chain that's everywhere but Georgia. Now they're all apparently popping up in Georgia everywhere. And these guys are going to have them. So I first started venturing out to Walgreens just to get these Heroes of Cybertrons that I really dug because I already loved those SFCs and couldn't wait to get these things. I remember actually venturing out to, at the time, the only Rose's... In the area was in Griffin. I was a good 30, 40 minutes away from me. I remember venturing out to there to get some of these uh, Heroes of Cybertron toys. And they're the same as the SFCs with sometimes slightly different paint jobs. And they were cast in like a solid red plastic. 
That way they could make sort of a ratchet version of light piping on the heads where there'd be like a spot on the back of the head that wouldn't be painted and the eyes wouldn't be painted so the light could go through. And some of those SFVS, <laughs> those Japanese ones, were harder to get. They'd have a, each way would have, each uh, series would have equal number colored ones and then equal number to either clear or pewter colored ones. And then there'd be a chase figure, like two chase figures, one easier to get and the other one like maybe one on a pallet of cases, you know, like harder to get. And some of those harder to get ones are being put, you know, in these. This is too confusing. Heroes of Cybertron uh, packages. And so I was hitting up these Walgreens. You know, I was just buying them up. And that, that was, that's, that's when I started going to Walgreens. And I was like, I remember I'd go in there, find their toy section. Oh, here they are. Buy a couple. Oh, okay, I'll get a Coke. And go. And I remember it was about summer. Because the Walgreens are kind of opening up like, prior like maybe a couple of months prior and i just kind of saw them on the road and just finally put two and two together when i realized i could go in there and get these and i kept i just kept going in there i see a walgreens i'd run in there and see if they had any more of these guys because they were coming out in clear waves but there wasn't just like now how unless it's like a generations or a third party or masterpiece thing how the new sites don't really cover all the other lines as well the, the Heroes of Cybertron weren't covered as well. Like, you might know there's a wave coming out with, like, these characters in it. But it wasn't exactly exact. You weren't a lot, whole lot of... If you were on a sightings thread or sightings board or whatever, you could probably keep up with the guys who were hunting them down. Like, these are found here or whatever. But it was a little harder to keep up with the news on these, like, who was coming out and when. So I'd just stop at each Walgreens and see if new ones were there. Because, I mean, Lord... <laughs> You know, the, the news wasn't so well spread on these things. And that's when, you know, like I said, Walgreens were open up for a couple of months. Oh, there's exclusive Transformers product that is really easy to get at Walgreens. Okay, I guess I'll go to Walgreens now. And then as I was going, like, Halloween came. Wow, this place is awesome. So it took Transformers to get me into Walgreens to begin with. So I obviously have no problem buying exclusive Transformer products at Walgreens because... The main reason I if it went for Transformers, I probably would still be like, man, there's those Walgreens stores. I wonder what that's all about. And same goes to Aldi. They they started popping up, and I had no clue what they were. Like, what was that place? And then someone said, like, on the news thing, like, some it was Energon. There was an Energon sleeping bag found at Aldi. And I'm like, I guess it's time for me to go see what Aldi is. Oh, it's like a small grocery store. Okay, well, got my sleeping bag going to leave. You know, it's, it's it's stupid how I work sometimes, but does it have to make sense? It's just a drugstore. But I love Walgreens. And I... You know, the prices for exclusives, everyone says they're really outrageous. But a deluxe is like... As much as it is at Toys R Us. So, if people don't mind buying them at Toys R Us despite griping after they did it, then, you know, Walgreens shouldn't be too big. Well, I have went on long enough about nothing in particular. I apologize for being a little out of step right now. It's been two weeks. <laughs> but I'm going to jump over to the Q&A portion of the show. The Q&A portion of the show, which is fed from a thread in the very best place to talk Transformers online, even better than those other places, 
someone might tell you. It's a group on Facebook. Groups are usually the best place to talk Transformers in to begin with, but the best one is Talk Transformers, and that is on Facebook. And that is my official partner for this here portion of the show. And this week's question from that thread comes from my main dude, David Mitchell. And David goes on to ask, what are some of your favorite podcasts about Transformers? Well, David, thanks for asking. And I could totally be one of those lame ducks that goes, whoa, there's this show called Radio Free Cybertron. But you already know about that if you're listening to this. So, of course, you're listening to RFC if you're listening to Being Awesome. And if some forsaken reason you're not, check out Radio Free Cybertron. It's the first one. <laughs> but in addition to that, there's my dude's uh, Transmissions. Who, um, that's Jeremy, Charles, Daryl, and Yoshi. Sorry, I can't remember his name for that. I want to call him something else for some reason. I, I, I know, excuse me, I know Jeremy and Charles pretty well. I really like those guys. They're two guys I'm not as familiar with. So I guess that's why I kind of faded off in their name. But they got a great show and it keeps getting more popular as time goes on. And, you know, that's well deserved because you work really hard on something. It's nice to see it being appreciated, you know. And I remember, um, actually, by pure fluke, discovering their first episode, like, apparently within minutes after they posted it. I had just gotten back from Shardicon, and it was the Monday after, and I was getting ready to go to work. And I was on such a high, I was like, let me see if there's any more Transformer podcasts out there. And I just Googled it. And that came up. I was like, what is this? And here's the episode. They had literally just posted it. So, always been fond of those guys. There's TFYLP, Transformers for Your Listening Pleasure, which you probably have heard if you listen to us. We're friends with them, too. And I'm friends with those guys. I like those guys a lot. And um, they also became known to me from Shardicon. I was actually uh, walking around the dealer's room, and I was handing out, before the end of the show, handing out cards for RFC. And that was for Being Awesome as a show. And after I got... Went from being live RFC cast to doing a, the Q&A segment. And I was just handing out cards for the show to guys there, just spreading out the word. And Duran and uh, Insane Galvatron were had a table, and they chatted to me up for a minute. And I was like, oh, you guys got a show? Cool, I'll give it a listen. It's funny how things work. And it's the funniest thing is Duran used to own a site, which name I forget completely now. Completely forget now he had a board and I was a member of it. Had no this the small the world is really small sometimes, you know. So that was pretty neat. Uh Shattered Cast. I like those guys a lot. Love those guys. Those are good friends. Um <laughs> That's another one where I listened to him from the get go from episode one where I discovered him right as they posted. Um Those guys love those guys to death, and I probably don't have to tell you anything if you Watch YouTube reviews. You're probably well versed with Bobby and a couple of the other guys have uh, have their reviews. They focus more on the third party stuff, and while that's not so much my thing, it's always nice to hear the the, the viewpoint on that kind of thing. You know, while while like Transmissions kind of focuses more on the comics, they've actually split up and having two shows. One that focuses more on the comic, I guess, just to keep it from being a five hour episode. And you know, TFYLP will have their subject of the week that they mainly talk about. Shattercats mainly. They, they're, they prefer the third-party stuff, and they focus more on that. So it's kind of nice to hear that viewpoint. You know, I, I keep my mind open. And even though I'm I just not so much of a thing for third-party things, it's nice to know where they're coming from. I don't like to just preemptively judge just because you 
it's really stupid to judge someone for buying a toy that you're not buying or something, you know. Or you don't like a show and someone else really likes it. Well, it's really stupid to insult someone over that. So I like to keep my mind open about these things. It's nice to hear another viewpoint on another thing, you know. And like I said, I, I like those guys anyway, so it doesn't really hurt. It's good dudes. Like Greg from Mercy, he likes to give me he likes to give give me crap sometimes. Him and I, one time, um, at TFCon 14, him and I were at the hotel, and he told me there was a gas station, he was told, a block away. And he was wanting to walk down there and get some, like, sodas and some beer or something. I was like, hey, that's a great idea, because I'm tired of spending $7 for, like, a can of Coke here at this hotel. So him and I headed down toward this gas station, and we were lied to. It was not a block away. It had to be a mile it was like late at night in Chicago and we didn't know where we were going. We were actually kind of chilly at this point because we should have brought hoodies. It was, it's October, you know, and we were practically cuddling up to each other walking down the street. <laughs> and we finally found this gas station. And we're like, all right, yeah. <laughs> I bought like a 40 of Steel Reserve. Steel Reserve is not very highly regarded, but it's not terrible. <laughs> anyway. Love those guys to death. I am, um, there's some other ones like, uh, Sabertron.com has their podcast and TFW has their podcast. Um, I don't really listen to those as much. Nothing against those guys. I just, you only listen to so much of the same subject a week. I don't, I don't listen to those guys too much, but I do on occasion and they, they have good shows too. Other shows I listen to that are not Transformers related. Uh, everyone knows I'm a wrestling fan. I like to listen to, um, there's something to wrestle with Bruce Pritchard. It comes on Friday nights. That's like my favorite podcast. I look forward to that all night. It's part of my making Friday special thing is listening to this. It's a, it's usually about three something hours long. And it's um Bruce Pritchard, who been in the wrestling business since the 80s, maybe a little earlier than that. He was in Houston wrestling. And then he got hired onto WWF. And if you ever know Brother Love, that that was him. He mainly worked behind the scenes with WWF. And, you know, of course, he had a couple of TV characters he'd do, because that's, you don't work in wrestling without helping out in the TV show side of it more. If you hear that ring announcer, you know, the guy who's announcing the show you're listening to, he has a job behind the scenes, too. But anyway, he he was there to like 2008, and then he worked with TNA for a few years, and I think he's doing something with them now. Um, He's got all these great stories from behind the scenes, like, like what happened, like, you know, he would help write these shows or come up with characters or like little things. Like he's the one that kind of discovered John Cena's rapping, you know, stuff like that. Cause he would do it on the bus and everyone's like pointing out to him. He's brought up to Vince like, Hey, this is, this might be something we could take this kid into, you know, stuff like that. And it's really funny also. So I really like that show. It can, it can be talking about someone I don't care about. Like each show, they'll have a subject. It might be a, a pay-per-view or show they put on. And everything that went into it, and he'll tell you all the stuff. And it might be like, well, that sounds boring. No, it's not. It could be a match between two wrestlers you don't care about. But he just talked about what happened there, and there'll be some story or whatever. And sometimes they'll focus on a wrestler, like, say, a year in The Undertaker's career. Or, let me get a drink of this Kool-Aid right quick. I'm getting a little parched. Or, like, say, um, Roddy Piper and stuff like that, you know. Or they might just completely cover a wrestler's entire career while he was there or something like that. Really, really cool show to listen to. And there's another variation. The guy that hosts it with him's name is Conrad Thompson. He has another show that he does on Mondays called What Happened When... 
uh, with Tony Schiavone, Schiavone, who was the announcer for WCW, as well as Jim Crockett and all those that era NWA shows. So you get basically the WCW version of something to wrestle with. It's kind of like a spinoff almost because they always... I bumped that microphone again. My shoulder is a laser on this microphone. It's a blunt laser. But I brain farted. It's, it's, it actually kind of started because before they, after they talk about a few introductions of podcasts with Bruce Pritchard, Connor would go, okay, you will tell us what happened when, and then they'd go into the story. So, of course, the spinoff show is What Happened When, Monday nights. Makes me wish they called the Bruce Pritchard one What Happened When Friday, but <laughs> whatever. But same, kind of the same idea, same story, but with the guy who announced WCW and Jim Crockett promotions and NWA shows, all those cool wrestling shows you'd watch on TBS from like the 80s on up to, I guess that was 2001 when it finally ended. A sad tear comes out of my eyes because that was my favorite to watch. Um, here's those guys. I like the Retroist. I like the Retroist a lot. And it used to be also Saturday Frights and... um tells him an arcade employee that was also part of the retroist networks but those two had retired when Vic sage who's been on this show before had to basically step back from some of his uh extracurricular activities just to make time for life you know but the retroist is still going and that's just a great show it's it's um just google it and find out you know it's like say there'll be a retroist teddy ruxpin and that episode will talk all about teddy ruxpin including personal memories or the history of the toy or whatever. It's usually about 20, 30 minutes. It's so wonderful, you know. It's, it's, it's almost like something you'd hear on NPR or something, that kind of production, really professional sounding. And um likes to do holiday specials, like he does Halloween specials, and there'll be a mag episode with different contributors telling uh, stories from Halloween when they were kids or young adults or whatever. Just old stories, like when they went trick-or-treating and this adventure happened or whatever. Those are great. And he does the Christmas ones and, there's actually a really good one for just like fast food restaurants, which, you know, we all have fast food memories of going there and have good times. So it's just a great show. Also, and I've plugged this one here before too, the Toys R Us report. That's a network there uh, altogether. You know, it's the Toys R Us report tells my, so my boring life. Um, I forget the one he does for, cause he'll go like into the Marvel universe or DC universe, like characters, there's the Sensational Gino Vega podcast, which I really like also on that network. Gino Gino and IC Robots, the guy who runs the Toys R Us Report, they're like dudes of the same cloth I am. So I guess I guess really relate listening to those guys. Um, and they have another show on there. It's like a pop culture show or whatever with some other dudes. And it's just, that's a really, if you just follow that feed on like your iTunes or Google Play or something, You'll see all their shows, and that's that's one to check out. Really good. Like, it'll be like... I hate to say all sort of pop culture, because it's a mix of nostalgia as well as current stuff. Like, like one episode of Toys R Us Report, you know, he always does a couple of movie reviews where he goes... He'll talk about, like, what he's been up to, do the movie reviews, do, like, sort of a thing. Like, he'll... He has a has a thrift store he goes to he calls the dig and he'll talk about maybe an adventure he had at the dig or he had one episode where he talked about sergeant rock figures and he just talked all about the sergeant rock figures and then you know he winds up with the toys rest part the last segment where he basically talks about what's out in storage right now like comics or movies or toys or cool toys or whatever and the gino vega one is a 
he's a friend of Icy Robots of when they're coming up, and he'll just go over periods of his life, and it's so interesting. Like he he did an episode about when he was a kid and got into break dancing, or like something I can relate with as a teenager getting into punk rock, you know, stuff like that. His most recent one where he's talking about the time he would rent MMA tapes from a local video store, you know, when they're on VHS, you know, it was a little more underground, stuff like that. Like, you know, really, really great to listen to. There's also a one I like to listen to. I don't listen to it every single time. It's called Say You Love Satan. And it's a podcast about a old horror. Basically, these it's like a group of friends. And they, have, they have like a, I don't know how they select their movie. I think it's through a Patreon pick or whatever. And they'll go over an older horror movie and somewhat review it. It's it's uh I say someone like they'll talk about what's going on, what progressed through what happened in the movie and they're all commenting and it's really funny like the first thirty minutes or hour or so of the podcast is them doing some odd trivia or whatever and then they get into the movie and I say I don't listen to it every time because if they're talking about a movie I don't care about I'm just not there you know but if they're talking about say like old Friday the Thirteenth or the Wraith or something like that I'm there <laughs> so that's another good one I. I I don't listen to as many podcasts as I used to just because uh, my work style has changed. While before I would spend all night taking pictures and I just have a pair of headphones and listen to podcasts for 12 hours a night. These days I'm sitting in front of my computer in my office. Like before, I'd say since about 2014, half my night I'd be at that computer. And then your half night I'd be out there taking pictures. Well, like when I first started out there, I would do various warehousey stuff for 12 hours. And then it got to the picture thing. I do the pictures for 12 hours and it got to where I'd program ha- half my day and, you know, do the pictures the other half my day. I did that for about a good year. Or so just listen to a pair of headphones podcasts all night, you know? And then as it moved to me being a full-time programmer and leaving the pictures behind, I have to pause it a lot because, you know, folks will be coming to me like shop dudes or whatever. Like, Hey, we didn't like, maybe I made a typo of the program or, so something needs to be redone where a piece got broken or something. I got to kind of do a new program real quick or whatever. So I got to pause it a whole lot. So it's, it gets a little harder to follow podcasts than now for me. So about half my night, it's, I might listen to one or two podcasts a night. But a lot of it's just iHeartRadio or something after that, just because my patience runs out with trying to keep up with something. But those ones I named off are ones I listen to regularly, you know. So I hope I answered your question, David. I think I kind of went off on a tangent more than you asked for. But thanks a lot for your question. And everyone, go talk Transformers. Talk it up. Talk them Transformers up, yo. And you know what? Thanks, everyone, for listening. Being awesome, the podcast about loving Transformers and having fun, is a little out of practice after a two-week break. But maybe next week I'll be better. I'm saying that in hopes because I'm always a little rusty at this anyway because I just don't think I'm very good at this people listening so maybe i'm better and i give myself credit for but being awesome the podcast about loving transformers and having fun as far as radio free cybertron family shows which all can be found at tfradio.net for shows and showtimes and while you're there check out those amazon links we have it's just an easy way to help support us i you already know how it works so please if you could we'd appreciate it hey guys you know what i'm rob you can find me on twitter and instagram at Robo Rob Springer. I know I kind of crapped on Twitter a little bit earlier. That was mostly in jest. Those are my public uh, profiles online. I like to keep my Facebook friend list a little more personal. <laughs> so those are my public places to follow me. But another place, since you're using the internet to please check out, 
is zone-based, my personal site. That's at zonebase.org. All sorts of zoning and basing going on there. Sometimes there'll be like a million posts a week, and sometimes one or two. And I don't share all my posts either. Like some people with sites or blogs share every single post they do. I share like one or two a week. Like if it's something that I took some time to write, I'll share that. Or if it's my weekly spotlight where I I do like a bio and some box art of a character once a week, I'll share that. Everything else, it's flip the coin if I do or not. Sometimes, I remember one day earlier this week, I wrote like a million articles. I didn't even share them. Sometimes I didn't even write. I was just posting videos like, look at these cool intros. <laughs> you know. So check that out if you would. Well, guys, the wife's making lasagna, and I can smell it through a closed door in a wall. So it should be done any minute now, and I can't wait to eat some of that there. So thanks, everyone, for listening. I'll be back next week. There's an old southern saying. I don't know if it's a saying everywhere else in the world, but I'm from the south, and I've always heard it, so I'm just kind of assuming it's a southern thing. It's saying, I'll, as long as the creeks don't rise, which basically means, you know, as long as... We'll see you tomorrow as long as the creeks don't rise, basically. I mean, as long as there's not a flood. This has been Being Awesome with Rob Springer. Transform, save the future. Tell me, I'm a new power. You can't be hero.